podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in. Over here. With a friend. And found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy to use mobile app, available 24 hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. That's great. This is the Injury Fighting Cup podcast. Um, what did we talk about, lads? Crystal Palace, we talked drilled down that. Gazin Niga, um, other stuff. Harry Kane. Cut cold. We talked about your missus being cuckolded by several people. No, no, you being cuckolded by several people. Why she was? Dave. Oh, if only. Anything for Poch. Anything. <laughs> Just the things we do for Pochettino. Alright, that's that'll do in it for the intro. Yeah. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel, sir. No.
It's episode 25, season 7 of the Fighting God podcast. Today I'm joined by Cave and David the Comedian. I don't know. David you Alfie. Yeah, David Alfie Ward. Yeah. Alfie, well, you, forgot. you forgot it. The Comedian. I hadn't forgotten. Yeah, you... It's just more important to people to know that you are a comedian than have your full name. Yeah, well, David Alfie Ward is the full name. If you Google that, that's Comedian as well. <laughs> David, David the Comedian also, whatever you want. <laughs> is that, that's, is that <laughs> your Twitter handle, David the Comedian? Yeah, I'm going to change it tonight. <laughs> it's now going to be just follow at David the Comedian, you know? <laughs> Hey, how are you doing? Very good, thank you, mate. Very oh, good. Oh, and the Spurs is back. It is, it's back it's at last. Hiatus in the most extreme. It's been almost a year to the day. Really it died. Yeah, it died, but it's been resurrected. Lovely. It's risen like a cock from the flames. A cock? <laughs> Indeed. Nice. Not a cock, maybe. Well, maybe a no, cock. No, why not? Maybe a cock. A uh, you did it with Smithy yes. from Soccer AM, and obviously Crackers was there. No, yep. and Lee Costa this time, but you had no. a guest on as well. Yeah, yeah, we had a guest as well, Michael. Um, so we recorded last night, and that's that's going to be out now so yeah anybody that listened to it before you want to check it out that will be back online now if you have a look for it you'll find us at Owen Spurs I think we've up, up, upped our ante the fighting cock over the last few years but Owen uh, Spurs is well up there it's a quality podcast really 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 good I, I loved it I went on there about four or five years ago yeah it was good fun very good fun um, you know he's just going to go and listen to it yeah good to be back absolutely Harry Kane will be fit for the Arsenal game do you know that will he yeah yeah? Yeah, yeah. Pochettino well, said, yeah, he's just took a knock on his knee. I like, don't, know, don't know why that kept him out of the England game. No, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, we know I'm happy why. it did. Yeah, I'm but, quite uh, glad about that. Like, if it was, if it was like an England qualifier, then, you know, I'd understand that he maybe should be playing in that. But a friendly against Germany and Brazil, I'd rather, like, especially he's got a little hammy problem as well. It's mm. not, you know, I would hate to watch him play for England and get injured and then... The game in Brazil, or is it Wembley? No, no, it's not. It's they're both at women. They're both at oh, right, I think, women. yeah. Right. Yeah, you just live in fear, though, don't you? Like, you want to see him doing well for England, but it's a friendly now. It don't matter. We're through. Get, let Southgate try something else with some other players yeah. and just... Rough I see Arsenal fans having or... a right moan on Twitter. Yeah, anyone see that? Yeah. What, they're, 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 they're Ali and, and Winks and Kane have all pulled out. They're whinging <laughs> there. They're whinging, you know, oh, I bet they're not even injured and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. they should be playing for their country. It's a disgrace. Like, oh, yeah, mate. All right. You wouldn't okay. be saying that if yeah. there some England players that actually had a chance of getting into the squad, to be fair with them. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm in a situation where I, 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 I literally don't want any Arsenal players to, to play for England. England ever no like, I mean like it's a, it's a weird one isn't it because I I don't want I don't want anybody to enjoy Tottenham players they're ours like fuck you, you they're know, not allowed to share this with us no like when Harry Kane, when Harry Kane scores against England I don't want I don't want Arsenal fans or, or Chelsea fans to enjoy that to celebrate no I, don't, no. I didn't celebrate when Wilshire like, did he do anything good for England I don't remember I don't that. think he's ever done anything good for England no. yeah yeah but like, like the last Euros all the hype about Kane and stuff like that and then obviously Hodgson had him doing corners but it was kind of like good just to see a, a glimpse I think there was, there was a friendly against Germany do you remember um, no. before oh yeah 3-2 3-2 was 2-0 yeah. down and Kane scored like a Cruyff turn yes. drilled it in the button and then Dyer scored and it was like I felt like I was sharing my wife with strangers you know yeah, Sorry, yeah it was, it was I mean, I, I'm not really I mean I'm I'd probably be more into cuck holding than I would be seeing people have joy off Harry Kane scoring for England. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like to my missus, let that man come in you rather than Kane score a winning goal. For I was about to say, how comfortable are you with uh, mm. being a cuckold? It depends who the geezer is, I suppose. Yeah, yeah like, neither of you, no offence, I don't think I'd let either of you come in my missus. Why is that? Yeah, what's that? What? what? 
scared of the competition, maybe? We, haven't got, we ain't got a profile. We maybe. don't do enough for Tottenham. <laughs> maybe not, like... I've done my fair share. Let me come in your missus. My missus is weird. She fancies Jurgen Klopp. I look a bit like Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, you actually, you were a younger Jurgen Klopp. I am. I've been said I've got glasses somewhere. Apparently, when I put them on, fucking... Really? Yeah. I mean, she likes I'm not... Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp, but she said Pochettino's okay. I'm in a very good relationship at the moment. I would never want to cuckold you in any way. I wouldn't really? want to... I couldn't handle anybody. Really? Yeah, yeah, good. I, 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 would... I have to sit in the corner and watch. Do I? Is that a cock? Do you have to watch? Yes, you have to watch. You, you have, have to, to watch. You have to be yeah, reduced. Like wanking in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have, to, like, don't you you have otherwise. You don't have to cheating. Wank. Yeah. You don't have to wank. Yeah, that's just cheating. Yeah, yeah. She don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so true. you've got to be. Oh there. no, but like if she texts me saying I'm, I'm currently like you know letting flag balls deeply. <laughs> That's still cuckolding in a way. If a FaceTime is still a cuckold. Yeah, that is. Right, that so is you, you've a... got to be watching it while it's happening, otherwise it doesn't count. <laughs> I just mean... It's like Schrodinger's cat that has to be... <laughs> There's got to be a visual element here in order to know whether the cat's dead or alive or not. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Another reason why it's good that Kane's uh, fit for the game against Arsenal is because the fighting cock is having a social... For the game in Waterloo, um, the details, if anyone who's bought tickets, the details will be sent a couple of days beforehand. Um, but it's five quid and, you know, we're doing a little live show, not, not long, 25 minutes. We'll talk about the Arsenal game, talk about the meaning of the game. But come down and, and share the experience with us. It will be, if, if the other two events are anything to go by, an absolute you know, a cracking experience. And who wants to watch Arsenal with anybody else other than Spurs fans? You know, it's a great, great place. Mate, it's a nightmare. When it, whenever we're playing away and I'm looking for a pub that's not, like, actually all the way up in Tottenham, I always message you, Flav, like, where, where are you watching it? Like, mm. It's a nightmare finding somewhere to watch it. Especially so. in North London derby. Yeah. Like, I can't... I, I refuse to... I, I, I just can't watch them. Like, if I can't get tickets to the game, I'll probably either just go to a house where a few Spurs boys... Because I just can't risk... Even if I go to a pub and it's 90% Spurs and it's 10% Arsenal... I, just, I can't my best mate is an Arsenal fan we used to live together we watched it one time I tried to kill him <laughs> and another time you know when they beat us 3-0 at the Emirates Lady King fucked up they scored straight from kickoff. yeah, yeah. Uh, Fabregas scored didn't he yeah really? Fabregas yeah. scored he came back home we were still living together he gave me a little you know that smirk yeah fuck off you know that smirk yeah give it boy. I went straight to the kitchen I got a knife and I told him I'll put it in his fucking throat if he, if he says anything <laughs> probably a slight overreaction and I still get reminded of that. It was a massive bite-up. It was probably the biggest bite I've ever had from a smirk. But I, for a second, I meant it. I would, I would go down. I would be in prison right now. I'd be like, yeah. Uh, I stabbed my best friend happily because he smirked at me when Fabregas scored. You know? That's incredible. Um, I, I had a similar experience. No, no, no actually. You took a knife out? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm saying that I had an experience where I went to... There's a pub called The Keys in... In Holloway Road, yeah, yeah, yeah I used know. to know it. Yeah. Holloway Road and uh, Spurs. Do you remember the game where Bale was first season at Tottenham? We had under Martin Yole with Bull, Bale, Darren Bent, and another. And uh, Bale scored a goal to us, one nil up. It's my birthday. Really? My birthday. I was at the game. It's my birthday, and Adebayo also scored that goal. Yeah, that famous. Yeah. We lost three one on my birthday. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I was in I was in that pub in Holloway, so you can imagine what it was like. It was the worst experience of my life, and I vowed never ever to do it. The one a couple of seasons later was when we beat them three two. We'd been two 0 down at half time, and uh, my, my mate, actually, was my brother's flatmate, who's also a friend of mine. He he's he was two 0 up, and to his credit, it's very rare for Arsenal fans to behave like that. He said, "Look, I, 
I can't enjoy myself around you cunts. I've got to get out of here and go down the pub down Holloway and turn it up at half time and he just buggered off. And we're like, fuck's sake. I mean, that's an embarrassment. Yeah. He's, he doesn't want to celebrate his victory around us because we're not worthy of it. So he's gone off about his, his Guna mates to celebrate properly. And I appreciate that. I understand it. It's not an appreciating on the set any level like he's being kind. It's like, why would he want to be in that situation? But he came back. <laughs> After we, after we turned that tie on his head, 3-0 up, 3-0, uh, 3-2 in, in total. And uh, he came up and he just, I, I looked around the edge of the uh, kind of door frame where he was coming up the stairs and I was like, all right, guy. And he just went, nah, nah, I'm not having that. <laughs> and just stormed straight upstairs and all you some booting shit around his room. It was so fucking funny. It was brilliant. Imagine that feeling of coming from behind to... I mean, we've all done that, but uh, but but to to kind of it's against Arsenal and celebrate it with your fellow Spurs fans. Come and do that with us. The Fighting Cock UK forward slash social. Get your tickets five quid. And you know what? We're only charging really because we're going to need to cover our expenses, make a little bit of money to keep the podcast going, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's such a good good day out. Yeah, yeah I, I did the last mates. one. It was absolutely banging. May have got to get down there. Yeah, I'll be there. Five quid. Five. Yeah. So I mean, come and drink it's beer with be us. Great, yeah. Come and drink beer with us. Um, Crystal Palace obviously it was a few days ago, but it was important to get a result as as boring and shit as it was. I mean, I I celebrated the sun goal almost as much as I celebrated Real Madrid because I thought there's no chance we're getting a goal yeah. in this game. It was a relief, wasn't it? Um, I took some mates from from Holland. I had some Dutch mates uh, that I'd met when I was away and uh, they said I wanted, they want to come over and watch Spurs and they chose that weekend to come and they obviously watched the Real Madrid game and they texted me and they said I can't wait to come and see this team play and I texted them straight back and I said that's not going to be the same team you'll see on Sunday mm. and I just felt kind of bad that, like it was the, the atmosphere was terrible but it was it was midday on a Sunday I think yeah. that didn't help did it like Early kickoffs, the ne- performance never really didn't help, help, but the performance was awful. I, I, I got kind of like, I was like, like why to this game? And now they're going to go back to their mates in in Holland. They're all Ajax fans. People, like, you know, why is Ericsson left for that? Why is Vertonghen, Alderweireld, yeah. and, yeah. and Sanchez all what, left? Worse though, because there's this sort of connection with Ajax. You know, with Spurs fans, Ajax fans are supposed to have some sort of connection. But I think it's more driven by Spurs fans than Ajax. Given, do you think? I, I've had a, so I'm working on. I've got this idea to do this mini documentary series for Bull Street mm-hmm. about a number of um, weird relationships that clubs have. No real connection between them, and there'd be some outside factor that drives these clubs together. And Spurs have always talked about their friendship with Ajax. And um, I talked to this guy, an Ajax fan member. He runs a kind of website. And I was like, oh, can you tell us a bit about that? And he's like, you know, he said, I'm not really aware of it. It's like, really? I was like, fuck's sake. Yeah, not really. Because I read about it and we're always painted as having this like long-lasting, ongoing relationship with them. With the, Is it the, more from our side? The then? Jewish thing. Right? It's to do with the Jewish thing. Obviously, they've got a, a Jewish fan base and we've got an overblown Jewish fan base. I mean, I, think, I don't think we have more or less Jewish fans than Arsenal or Chelsea. It's just, historically, we had, I guess... Um, yeah, but he was saying like, I've never seen a Spurs and Ajax flag flown at, at, inside the stadium. But then yeah, you yeah. don't see that at Tottenham. No, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I asked my friends. I love it though. I do love it. And uh, they said they look out for Spurs results, but mainly because of the ex-players we've got. Yeah, because yeah. they want to see them do well. I don't, I don't know if there was a, a deeper lying reason. I think it's just oh, look, that team in the Premier League has got 
you know, four, four of our yeah, four, ex-players yeah. and all starting, you know, we'll look out for them. And mm. I think that's, I think that's about it, you know. But maybe they're just too high all the time to realise what's going on. <laughs> Mate, I've been to Amsterdam. I've t- I absolutely fucking love it. I, I love it there. I get a lot of work there. There's a great. If you ever, there's an English comedy night at the Comedy Cafe in Amsterdam on a Thursday. If you're ever there on a Thursday, get high, go watch stand-up comedy in English, and it'll be the best comedy night you've ever been because you yeah. just don't, you know, you don't give a fuck really, do you? Yeah, uh, really good. I recommend that to anyone. That early kickoff against Palace did not do me any favours whatsoever. No, no, I just missed the game completely. What do you mean? Woke up at eleven thirty. Not going to get there. Two season tickets in my pocket. Well, what have you, you been? You had a big night? Oh, massive night. Yeah, oh, right, didn't yeah. get into seven. So, uh, but oh, yeah, ledge. Yeah. Completely missed it. So, it's the first game I've watched actually at home that I should have been at where I actually watched it on telly to see what the Wembley experience is like as a supporter, like watching it on TV. Yeah. And it's it's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit different. Like, yeah, well, we were there for the Madrid game and actually felt what the atmosphere could be like. Which is yeah. was incredible. It was incredible. It's, it's not as bad as we think, really, is it? It's, it's, it, it, it's sort of laid down a marker for what, like, if they get things right with the new stadium, when you do have that many people in there and we are absolutely bouncing, like, it does have potential. Yeah, I, look, I, I don't, I'm not saying that the big, the size of the stadium has that bearing on what white, the new White Lane will be, a, be like. It's just that um, even going into that Real Madrid game, I, I didn't want to be there. I kind of felt like. Really? I was, no, no, all right, perhaps that's good that you said that because I. D- I obviously wanted to be here. I wanted to see my team play Real Madrid. I just it couldn't shake the feeling of it wanting to be at White Hart Lane. Like how amazing it is. You know all of yeah. the familiarities and given the fact that we're going to be at the new White Hart Lane for so long, we're going to have all of that stuff and more. But no, you've got to be some f- fucking cunt who, 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 who watches Real Madrid get tonked by Spurs and not enjoy that because of the stadium that you're in. You've, I forgot it. The, the, what was amazing about that result is that the Spurs team and Pochettino, they came up trumps. They allowed us to forget about it, really. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I think a lot of people would be reminded of it at the Palace game, you know, is, is the fact that everyone, any bad performance we've had, we had loads of while, like tons. Even yeah, last yeah, year yeah. we had a couple of bad ones. Get Palace last year. You know, we, we scored a goal by Nyama header in... in uh, 85th minutes when I was yeah, yeah, yeah. late. Yeah. Early in the season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's early. Yeah, it might have been our second home game. Yeah. Like um, you know, it's not the stadium as much as we think it is. It's just, it's never going to be our home. And so I've always got that reservations going in. But, but you know what? Fuck that. It's it's us lot. It's our fans. And I think that, 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 that Madrid game, especially compared to the Palace game, I wasn't there, but you can hear on telly that it wasn't exactly bouncing in the same well, way for obvious reasons. So quiet. But it just goes to show, like, you get all of our lot in there and you get us in the same vibe. And yeah, scoring an early goal does happen. And yeah, the occasion... Against the European but champions. It, 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 for a moment, like, when we were playing Madrid, I did kind of forget for a split second so that it was Wembley. Yeah. And it's because we're there. It's our fans. And we know the atmosphere that we can create. So it's it's not it, yeah we've got to get through this year but it's not impossible to do that. Anyone else put their pants when Gazinia uh, started? Just a little bit. Uh, and that he came out firstly clattered someone didn't he? Well, it was Daniel Rendon. Oh, was yeah. that a pen? Yeah. He got, was it I Sacco? don't know if that was a pen. Was I think the ball was gone. He I caught him. Yeah, was He I, caught I, him in a really weird way as I well. I don't didn't think he? it was. A, I don't think that was a penalty. No. No. Yeah, he just came out, made himself big, and it was just two people collided. He didn't look very comfortable. The way he came out, he sort of. Clattered him at a really weird angle. It was like he'd gone past him and then he sort of like clocked him at that point. I, I don't think the referee knew what I, to do because he was like, What the fuck was that? Mm. When that happened, I shit myself straight away because that was early on, wasn't it? Yeah. And I thought, This is going to be a lot, I, you know. And then 
But he made some vital set. That thing coming out hesitant for Saha also shit myself. He was slow coming out. Was t- he, I think he went. He went. I was watching him because I was thinking, come for that key. And he went to go, and he went back, and then he thought, all right, I'll go. So he kind of second guessed himself. And I think if he just went the first time, he would have got the ball, cleared it away. Mm. Um, but then in your head, as a, as a debutant keeper for a club the size of Tottenham at Wembley, knowing how good the keepers are in front of him, specifically Lloris, you're gonna have, if you're you're not human if you don't have some sort of. Oh, yeah. but, but then you're a fucking professional footballer. Well, we signed you for a reason. I was just really happy for him because it's what? just like I'd, I'd forgotten that he'd even signed until I saw him on the team sheet, mm. and, and it was yeah. like, oh, 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 he started. Fuck, what's wrong with Vorm as well? I knew mm. Lloris was out, but you've got to be happy for him, really, because like it was a manager. Can a man you match. imagine the nerves that he must have had? Like, fuck, I've shitted himself. Both, like, you're probably not even expecting to play. Maybe, maybe in a cup game or something like that. Like, both of our our, our first and second choice keepers. Are out. He's suddenly been thrust in there. It's a home game at Wembley. It's in the Premier League. Your first game for us is like shit, man. On the back of Real Madrid. On, exactly on the back of Real Madrid. And the keeper is probably the one position where nerves. Like if you've got nerves, you'll get. If it affects you, it's going to be the biggest problem on the pitch. If you yeah. if you lose, lose the ball up front and you're a striker, that's a bit nervous. You'll be like, okay, fine, pull him off, whatever. Get somebody else on. But you fuck up in goal and and. You know what I mean? You can throw the game massively. Put him off, you say? Put him off. Uh, I did say. Lovely. Him. He has great dis- dis- distribution, um, but most importantly, he's... He's, he's, he's good-looking. Yeah, most importantly, he's good-looking. He's good-looking. Uh, but uh, uh, the secondary to that, uh, he's... Uh, he, he's stopped... Shot-stopping was superb. You got man of the match. It's weird, because you, you ever see training photos? He's always training with the outfielders. Is he? Really? Yeah. What, 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 what Look playing it out, playing football, like, you know, in the circle with them and stuff like that. And Loris and Vormont. And uh, so I, I think Pochettino, tr- you know, knows he's very good with his feet, and did, he, he did seem very good with his feet. Do you think that he went some way to kind of like replacing the lack of Toby's amazing hair? Because his hair was pretty flawless as well, wasn't yeah. it? I've got I've got an exception about Toby's hair. I, I mean, I get it, it's immaculate, but you wouldn't have that haircut. I wouldn't. I haven't got any hair, mate, so I don't give a shit. Really. No, all right, I appreciate that. Um, you've got hair. What? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> He, no, no one shaves a part of their head and then has it long on the other part without Irish some sort of. Do. Whoa! I'm glad you stopped me there because I was about to go in. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a shit haircut. He's got a terrible haircut. Toby Alderweire. No, I don't know. You calling out Toby's hair? I, I'm, I'm uh, saying it, Toby's hair will come for you. I'm saying he's, he like needs, a little toupee will come and fight you. He needs to grow up. <laughs> just, just grow up All right. his nephews have the same hair you ever seen yeah. what I'm saying he's yeah. influencing children God, look like you know, there's grown me. men with the same haircut <laughs> he shaves a part of it and then has it fuck it I'm, I'm, I'm standing by it it's a shit are you calling Toby all the way or shit no I'm not at all um, I'm, I'm, I think he's an incredible defender but um, he needs to sort his barnet out it ain't good I think Vertonghen was our man of match the other day actually I know Gazzaniga got it but I think Vertonghen since a, that disinterested day he's having you know, a Sterling season just uh, as good as Olivero or if, you know this season maybe in performances maybe I, w- I would pip him over I'll tell you what as well re- I'm reading the book at the moment the Potch book yeah. and some of the stuff that, that he said in there about the way that the atmosphere and some of the attitudes of the players when he came in 
I remember at the time when Tobe, when when Jan's head went down and you could just see he wasn't happy with it and you were thinking, come on, mate, for fuck's sake. Is that representative? You, you were top, well, no, no, it's like at that time I remember watching the games as a fan and going like, that's not the player that we saw a year ago. Like, what, what's wrong with your attitude? Yeah. But reading what the atmosphere was like, like amongst Toxic. the... When, when Potts joined, I'm not surprised that he was behaving like that because he was probably just like, I'm just surrounded by a bunch of arseholes. Yeah. And Potts has done everything he could as quick as he could to get shot of those players, get shot of that attitude. And since he has, he has come into his own. He's gone strength to strength. He really has. Uh, I mean, ama- amazing. Especially like, do you remember the days where Ulvar would get injured and you'd, you'd worry a bit? Yeah. And Jan just steps in there. Just like, you know, just... I mean, and Sanchez as well. I mean, and, I mean, and Sanchez. But even last year, I think... Uh, he's been a revelation, hasn't he? Mate, can you remember a player that's come in and slotted in as quickly and also as quietly Straight as away. he's done? Like, we've had players that have come in that have been like, oh, wow, they're a big superstar and they give us what we what we don't have and this is what we've been waiting for. But he's just, from day one, straight in there, just does his job, keeps his head down. He's nothing spectacular, he just does his job. Is there a niche of porn where the husband, the wife becomes the cuckold and the husband gets fucked? Because that's what I want to happen to me by Sanchez. I, so I don't know, a, but... Like an anti-cuckold. I mean, I'm sure but, you can find it if you really want to know. Well, what search term I mean, you he's got a studio. We can, we can do it. Inverted... Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> there's a, there's a camera right here watching it. Inverted cuckold. Yeah, inverted cuckold. Yeah, that's there's how much I love inver- him. There's inverted bukkake these days, aren't there? Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. I don't want to be buggered. I do not want to be... It's where one guy's laying there and all the girls are like squirting in his face. Oh, I thought it was meant one fan of where he had to somehow, like... It's like when the hairdryer goes backward. No. Suck up his own... Yeah. Suck the jeep. That sounds horrible, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That sounds the worst. You know, what the fuck's wrong with Um... Danny Rose made his first start since January in the Premier League. Sorted his hair out, hasn't he? No, that's an awful uh, barnet. No, I can't. No, it's an he awful looks barnet. Than he did. He looks no, than he just did. go with you know, go with shape up, man. Can he's not like he's focusing, focusing on the bush. barnet. For this, like, it's a, it's a barnet theme pod, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, how did you play? It was a bit rusty. I thought it was a bit rusty. He, he, he did okay. I, he did, I no, he did okay. He didn't do anything wrong, but if, he, he seems a bit reluctant to, to bomb down the wing as much as he used to, like take on players. But that could be because he's been out for so long with a knee injury. He don't want to get a clattering, you know. Mm. The thing is, as well, you've been out with an injury for that long. It's not until you know, you know, they always say about like getting match fit. It's just like when you really have to accelerate when you when the adrenaline kicks in and there's somebody coming after you. That's when you can really push, and that's when the injury gets pulled again and you strain. So he's. Yeah. Going to be a little bit reluctant. The one thing that I thought about watching Danny Rose play is that I'd forgotten what he does that Davies doesn't. Not not that that's that's any kind of slight on Davies. I think he's been absolutely amazing. But there were there were shades of just like that's why Danny Rose was on. That Dan, Danny Rose got down that wing on the outside. Yeah, yeah. In, in a way. Remembered what he used to offer. Yeah. Us. Like, I think I think that Pochettino looks at the two and realizes the strengths between them and, and, and adapts his tactics accordingly because Davies would always cut in. We're always coming in the inside, and he scored goals by cutting in. You know, Newcastle first game of the season, he did the same Scored thing. Scored at Huddersfield, didn't he? That's right. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Dave, uh, and Rose actually still goes round the outside because his left foot's so good. Um, we got a question from David Baker on Facebook. He says, "Why are fans sing, uh, already singing Danny Rose's songs? Danny Rose songs. Some fans forgive too easily, in my opinion. Where are you with that that situation?" I read something that may or may not be true, so I don't know. Well, well where I, did you read it? I read something uh, somewhere on the internet, one of the message boards or groups or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, and 
somebody mentioned that there was rumours that potentially when that interview came out with the Sun that um, there was something else that they maybe had on Danny Rose. He commended uh, Pochettino in, in, his, in how he dealt with the interview as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He came I, out and said that it's, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't think it's enough to make him not want to leave at the end of the season. I think he's on his way. But do you? Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. I I think that the what you read, I, I reckon it's probably bullshit. And I think that he's been accepted back into the team because we know we can't sell him potentially till I mean, we're not going to sell him in January. So next summer. So why let a player of that quality rot? So Poch is probably putting his arm around him, say you know, you know, we all make mistakes or whatever. It's fifty million. And billion. I think fifty million bills. Sorry. Not 50 million billion, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, I, I still, I mean, it, to, to answer the question, it's still, I was the game, I sing his name, but there is a bit of taste when I still think, when I think of Danny Rose. There, there is a, definitely a bit of taste um, because I don't like how he did it, the publication, you know. Yeah. Um, it just, there's so many things wrong with, with what he said. And. I think he's a gone. I think he'll be gone, and I don't. I don't necessarily want that to happen. I want him to prove us wrong. But I think that we're singing his name in a bid to try and say, "Come on, Danny, we love you. Stay." I just, I, which I, maybe too soon. It might be too quick. To do you not just think that it's, it's just a game of football, and it's like yeah. nice. It feels good at the time. It feels, it feels a good thing to just sing his name at the time. But we had this with we had this with Modric when there was murmurs of him going, and then it was quite public that he'd sort of gone, "Yes, I'll stay for another season." Like maybe that's what's happened. Maybe it's as simple as that, where he's just gone, "Yeah, I will stay." I mean, at the end of the day, there's no way he was going to get transferred when he was injured anyway. No, so I don't think he. Had I mean, a he needs to he needs to use us as much as anything to get his fitness back. I mean, I, I think it's clear by the fact that since he's been injured, we don't need him. And that's bizarre because he's an excellent wing back. I, I, I don't, don't know, know don't about need that. Him. We need another player that can do what he does. Okay, look, can I just qualify that for a second? He hasn't played a game in the league since, since January. And yet, we have done all the things that we've done with Ben Davies, who everyone considers to be a limited left back, a left wing back. So I think we're very lucky that he didn't get injured in that time, though, because if he got a long term injury as well, we would have been absolutely screwed. Because Jan ain't playing out there for a whole season, that's no, for sure. No, no, that's true. And Carl Walker can Peters, buy- he's not giving him many faith playing him on the left anyway, even though apparently he can play both sides. If, if, if someone said you can sell Danny Rose to Man United for 50 mil um, and we take Ryan Sessignon from Fulham for six, seven, knowing that Davies is more than. More than capable of playing that role properly, and you got Seth Young in one of the best talents in new football in England. Yeah. I would take that. Seth Young's the only player I would take as his replacement. Yeah, people murmur of this Luke Shaw swap deal, which is absolute bullshit. It's fan made up, right? Well, no. Well, I think it's just because it's history with Potts, and I, I wouldn't take that. I would only replace Rose with Seth Young. Because I think that seems the most yeah. logical is pot type. But do you think we're at that level anymore? Because like like four or five seasons ago, you talk about selling one of your best players and replacing him with like the best youth prospect in the country in that position. Like yeah, fair enough. But now, like come on, like we're 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 we're, we're free to the next round of the Champions League. What you want? You're happy to go with like one established left back, which none of us think is the best in the world, but he's doing a fantastic job, and a youth prospect that's never been tested at that level. Like, no, I think we need somebody else that's a senior, like tried and tested player that can slot in and do that job. I don't. I, I think. I, I think that 
under Mourinho, yeah, maybe. That you, I, I'd, I'd hold you to your point there, but under Poch, I think a 17-year-old potential absolute well-being yeah. is exactly what we need. I mean, I what does Poch feed fullbacks? By the way, look how Trippier's coming along. He loves it. He loves a fullback. He, he just uh, wait. What do you see Oreo in a year or two? I love, and, I love Oreo. I, think but, I mean, the thing is. about but Oreo is our new scapegoat. All I could hear around me, yeah, 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 yeah. was I just fucking give. Yeah, I've heard a lot so, of that as well. Oh, fucking give the ball away again. Tap, yeah, another foul, and I'm, I, I almost turned around. If I, if I almost turned around and thought to this geezer, that he seems like he's our right, modern day right? genius, 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 genius. Yeah, yeah. Like Spurs fans need that fucking scapegoat. That you know. Sissoko also as well was getting it, but um, it's our best uh, best start um, in the Premier League era. Best start under Pochettino, twenty three games. Wigs, it doesn't really feel like that, and I think Wembley has a factor in that, to be honest. But twenty three points, um, we're fucking flying. Except that while we're flying, uh, Man City are in jets, you know, have, uh, sitting on a fucking jet plane, and that's the problem. Is that their team's so good, and it always seems to be like this for Spurs. Mm. Is that we've got Leicester. We've got Chelsea. Now we've got Man City, and not you know we're we're only a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, I know. I didn't ask you a question. Just put a book. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, 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 say it's, something. It's almost frustrating in a way, isn't it? Because it's just like yeah, we had that season where we were just like actually we've got a bit of momentum and we're going somewhere and we can do something, and then Leicester just come out of nowhere and just are somehow better they're just grinding out results we progress again the next season and then Chelsea go on the most ridiculous run and stop us from winning the title that, that, that's true enough and it's happening again and now you've got a City that are breaking all the records possible almost like the footballing guys are saying just so they can get in front of yeah, yeah but look, if we continue to progress if we stick with Pochettino we will continue to progress it's, it's going to be a time where we reach that apex where we will be the best team in the league you yeah. hope so I mean, that's, it doesn't always work out like that. You can't always, yeah, but then if we continue to, like, you know, we sold Kurt Walker last summer, and then we say we sell Danny Rose this summer, and as much as I believe in Pochettino and that, we, we're not going to spend big money to replace him. We'll probably buy Sessignon for 6 million, 7 million, whatever, 10 million, 15, 20, whatever. But we're not going to go out and, and buy a replacement that's going to fit in straight away. And I feel like that could sl- potentially slow us down. It could be ten steps forward, one step back, which is a great ratio, but we need to keep this team together. I think so. I think we do need to keep the team. I think a couple could go and it won't affect us too badly. I think Delhi could probably... I see Delhi going, the brand Delhi. And... I think he could probably be shipped out of some effects, and that's a great deal. I think, obviously, as I said many times on podcasts before, it's all about Pochettino but he, what I want to say like go back to your point a second ago Cavers uh, uh, then you know we need these marquee signings I know you didn't say that per se not marquee but an established player that can slot in without needing yeah. a couple of seasons to get up to speed I understand so we've got a system that Pochettino's got us to the situation where we have where, you know, in most situations we probably would have won the league Spurs under Pochettino I know he hasn't won a trophy yet but in really it's not Abnormal or weird to say that he could have won the league in two of his last three seasons. We didn't win the league, and that's ultimately the the, the, the line under the statement. But you speak to Man United fans, and I work with a couple. They are not enjoying their experience following their football club at the moment. I, 
you'd find a strange human being who isn't joining being a Spurs fan currently. Yeah, agreed. Did you see in, in, in Mourinho's like programme notes after on the game after he played us, he made a comment about uh, yeah. hopefully the fans will enjoy the game more than the previous one against Spurs and stuff. Or he was basically commenting on the fact that I know you don't like it when we set up to defend against a better team. But results are key. But results are key. How key are they to you? But it doesn't... No, no, but they are key to me as a fan, but I don't get that feeling with Spurs. When we play against a better team, I still get the excitement because I have this thing in my head that, like, our manager has proven, like, yeah, and, and maybe not so much in the earlier seasons, but as things have gone along, especially this season, when we play a better team... He's got a different plan now. He's got he's got something that we're not expecting. The way that we set up against Madrid when we played away, when that when that lineup come out, we were just like, what the fuck? What well, he's playing the Rene and Kane? What's what's going on? Like he had a different plan. Like there's something else there now, and I think that's just all to do with the evolution of the squad. What I what I love about the team and the way that it's progressing is I really want to see where Poch gets to where he has so many different options at his disposal. It feels like last season and the season before even more so, he was just putting players in because those were all the options that he had. Like, yeah. you, you want to set up this way against this team, well, I'm pretty much going to have to play the same team that I played before, maybe with one sub to change the tactics, but now it feels like he can really play a different formation and a different approach depending on who we're playing, and that's what you want from a, a proper squad. Yeah. Is, is this the best squad that uh, Pochettino's had at his disposal? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he's got more options. Oh, yeah. Because you, you remember the time when people were criticising Poch for not having a plan B and again I'll go back to this idea that football fans know very little football fans know a lot but they don't there's no way they can know enough to really comment on whether or not Poch has a plan we B or not he's shown a plan A, B, C, D and E in my opinion um, despite injuries to key players we've managed to, get, to, to have a sustained success and form on the pitch and I just can't be bothered with people who are digging him out anymore there can't be that many fans that are sat there going, he's not the right manager for us. I mean, come on, man. Look at what he's done. It's absolutely There incredible. are. But yeah, isn't one of... Is it Ricky's old man from the pod? Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't count. Oh, he doesn't count. But, I mean, he, he gets a pass. <laughs> he gets a pass because he bred Ricky. Um, All right, and the world loves him. But, uh, yeah... He, I, just... I mean, my mate John is a bit questionable. Like, like usually... Do you, do you ever break him down? Like, so what are you questionable about? He's just he's just a miserable cunt. That's really what it is. I mean, he loved he loved Redknapp because he loved a Cockney manager, geezer. And John John loves this idea of just being a geezer, being a pints man, going down the pub and having pie and mash and all that. And don't don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a nice life to live, and I'm happy for him. But he loved that kind of man being in charge. And Pochettino, he likes he John. My, my friend John hates uh, someone saying they've got a, a plan or a project, you know, and. So, although he knows he can't question Pochettino, as soon as something negative happens... He hangs his hat on it. Yeah. Is that because the whole concept of, like, a plan and a project just basically means 
you don't get an instant return and an instant change now. Because I think that's what a lot of what is wrong with modern football, really, isn't it? It's just like you bring in a new manager who then spends shitloads of money, buys all these players, and fans are just demanding, like, yeah, now we just need to turn things around immediately. That's not the way it works. Yeah. We all know that's not the way it works. We've got a manager that's slowly done it, season and, and season, slowly and just improved things. He's, you know, our style of play. I don't think we, we press as much as we did. And yeah. when he first came, was it, it was 4 2 3 1. And, and it's just different and he's just, used multiple formations he uses he switches so throughout the game yeah, now yeah it does nobody yeah. even notices yeah he died yeah I've seen him switch between a, a five at the back a three a, a four in a single game I, I think he's, he, he loves bringing in players that A have the right attitude and just want to run until they fall over and collapse and be sick and stuff but I think that he loves players that are completely willing to learn how to you know like that, that you might be starting in this position but that might not be what I ask you to do after 20 minutes mm. I might ask you to change it like we've got lots of players that seem to drift around a lot but I think on his instruction and be more like utility players that can play multiple roles yeah fascinating stuff gentlemen this has been top quality podcasting right now uh, remember, uh, we're watching the, 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 the Spurs and Arsenal game. We're doing a live show as well uh, in Waterloo. Flap's going to do stand up. It's going to do live stand up in front of everyone. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so he just said I to us off air. Before, yeah, off yeah. air. No, no, when we was in the pub just now, he said that if, the, if he sells all out, if he gets at least 450 tickets sold, he will do five minutes of stand up in front of everybody. That's what he said. I think that'd go down incredibly uh, I mean, well that wasn't our, well. our idea, but that's what he said. You're going to help him with some of the material. I, I'll, I'll, I'll help write some if he wants, but yeah. Mate, really? Uh, no, no, I mean, my arsehole's going. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen his face. <laughs> that was a wind mean, up. He didn't say it. He no, if we sold all 500 tickets, I'd. 450, that's, that's no, crazy enough. 500, 500 <laughs> tickets. If you wrote me all. The, no, fuck, I don't want to do that. I do not want to do that. No, it was a joke. He didn't say it. I was winding up. But but I, I do, I do want it to sell out, though. So I think He'll do it if it's 500. He'll do it. Would, would, you be able to write, would you be able to write something that I would be able to deliver in a funny way? It's all about your delivery, really. Really? Yeah, it is. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That, Get that your tickets, like... guys. <laughs> Just buy like... your tickets. It's going to be amazing. Like, we're going to get absolutely pissed yeah, we're to watch get, the game. We are going to get trolley. It's going to be so good. It'll be an all-day thing as well. We obviously, we, you know, we, we've, got the, we've got the live show, we've got the game, and, uh, you know, we have to be binned out of the, the venue by about three o'clock, but we've got the whole of London to, to enjoy. Um, doing a stand-up though is, is I was I mean I'd do it for charity or do something like that where it, people realise that they're being sympathetic do you imagine are you backing out Flair? do you know what fuck it no don't do it alright you know, no I, I don't want to do it is it horrible is it is it tough is it I'm not, I'm not going to discredit the, the com- anyway look is it break time yeah Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the low knees, Connor Ogilvie played 80 minutes and got an assist as Gillingham beat Leighton Orient 2-1 in the FA Cup. Tom Glover wasn't involved for Central Coast Mariners, I suspect he was injured. Cameron Carter-Vickers played in Sheffield United's 1-0 defeat at QPR midweek, as well as their 4-1 win over Hull on Saturday, 
And Josh Olimo played 67 minutes for Villa and got an assist as they won 2-0 away at Preston in midweek. But he picked up an injury in that one and missed the weekend's game as a result. Moving on to the youth teams, in the UEFA Youth League, we beat Real Madrid 3-2 with goals from Jaffet Tanganga, Marcus Edwards and Kaziah Sterling. It sounds like a really impressive performance. Indeed, there are uh, individual highlights videos of Edwards and Skip, which I've retweeted in recent days. Um, Skip, in particular, looked like he had a great game. Such a talented midfielder. I'm really excited about him. The under-18s lost 2-1 to Fulham in the under-18 Premier League Cup on Saturday. Our goal was scored by Rayan Clark, who's returned from injury. Good to see him back on the score sheet. Scott Parker didn't seem too happy, though. He said, you can accept mistakes, bad play at times, but you can't accept being lacklustre like that. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come When You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Um... For a long time, the Fighting Cock's been partnered with an organisation called Calm, and we're moving towards the end of the year. Christmas is notoriously at a time where um, people contemplate doing bad things to themselves, and it's it's a very sad thing. Um, So we just wanted to give Calm another shout-out, really. You know know that they have a a helpline that's open every day of the week. You can go online at thecalmzone.net. They've got a, a chat online as well so if, if, you have, if you have any problems or any issues then, um, then, then, then get in contact with Calm because it's important that you know you, you don't have to feel sad you don't have to feel anxious you don't have to be even to the point of despair where you do something bad it, it's it's about um, you know getting there before you ha- have any kind of serious issue so even if you just feel a bit sad there's people out there that are willing to talk you know the cave you mentioned you know yeah, it's a bad time of year with the weather changing and stuff and coming up to Christmas and that. So, yeah, if you if you are feeling sad or low and you don't know what to do with it, then definitely give these guys a shout and they're there to help. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that. It could be someone you know, a mate or, yeah. or something. Just know. talk to somebody. We had I had a kid. We talked about Calm on um, on the Bull Street uh, podcast with different Bull Street. Um, and he sent me a private message, a DM. I left my fucking DMs open. Um, because someone wants to contact me, and uh, if you have any kind of public profile, and I don't really, don't leave your DMs open because it, lots of weird people contact you. <laughs> anyway, uh, this kid wasn't one of them. He actually, and it makes me glad that I did leave him open. He he he, he messaged me and said, no, "I'm 18. I've been diagnosed with anxiety, uh, acute anxiety, and uh, I don't know what to do. And we've been over the last four or five weeks, we've been working through what he can do, and I've been recommending therapies that helped me in the past." Um, and he's kind of getting there to a path of recovery. So, you know, it, even if it's someone you don't know, this kid doesn't know me, I don't know, I don't even know his name. You know, there, there's plenty of people out there that are receptive to helping if, if you feel like you need to talk to someone. Um, speaking of which, the reaction to the Extra Inch podcast, which came out last week, we're going to be do, uh, splitting the, the, the podcast, by the way. The Extra Inch is going to have its own Twitter feed. Uh, it's got its own Twitter feed already at the Extra Inch, uh, but it's also going to have its own podcast feed. Where if you prefer your football content a bit like this, where you know sometimes we delve into what stimulates you as a man um, <laughs> and other things, um, but you, you prefer more refined chat or you enjoy that as well, then we're going to have a separate feed for you to, to enjoy the Extra Inch. Anyway, part of the discussion on the latest episode was um, about 
the thoughts on XG. And Bar- Barley asks what, what, are our, what are our thoughts. And for those who don't know, in case there's any on out there, because ba- <coughs> Match of the Day have been talking about it, and that's quite a big thing. But this means expected goals in the game. So it's not the amount of goals you score. You know, ultimately, football's about how many, how, how many times a ball passes the goal line and into the net. Um, but this is more about um, how well your team plays despite not scoring, I think. I might be butchering it. I, I feel like I am, and, and this is kind of close to the point here. I, I don't understand it fully myself, but it, it, in in a way, like the, the, the fact that it's called expected goals, it's not actually relevant to what you think might happen before the game. It's the way that the stats translate after the game, how your team should have done with the opportunities that were presented to them. Right. I think that's yeah. my understanding of it. I might be wrong. That sounds right. But it is, it is interesting that like you've got like match of the day or whatever picking up on this now like it wasn't so long ago that people didn't even think about what assists meant or what they translated to so this is obviously something that is relevant Um, and I don't know where we rank in XG no no idea I'll give you uh, something that might work with that Brentford when they were bottom of the league um, and hadn't registered a point I think they were on a terrible start to the season three or four games without a win I don't know if they've even scored once one sort of bundled goal in and they were top of the championship expected goal list and have since gone on a 10 game unbeaten run just beating Leeds 3-1 at home mm. at Griffin Park there might be something into it I think I think we'll get our heads around it if I, it's going to be starting starting to be referenced and used in the mainstream how do you feel about it Dave? see I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat where I'm not too sure about it I mean I'm not really much of a stats man few stats like the basic ones I'll, I'll take in but expected goals I'm a bit like I mean does that mean you could just have a bad striker right I mean yeah yeah. I mean if we had Gregor Reziak well, well, up front right now would we have a high expected goals tally if we had Reziak up front to actual to actual unbelievable balls going yeah, in yeah just, and, and Reziak on the end of it can you imagine Vincent Yancey just watching them go past yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was expected to be a goal <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Asimovic, I think that would have been. That, that, do you remember the. the in the it's, barrel, it's, yeah. I mean, um, I don't. I've reached a position now where I don't. I don't care. If people enjoy football that way, it doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me. my life in, in, in no way whatsoever. If someone enjoys it, it's fine. It's I like, think there's different ways to part. consume and enjoy the game, though, because like, I, I, I appreciate the game in a very different way when I go to watch it live compared to when I watch it on telly. It's yeah. very, very different. Like you see so much more when you watch it from the telly, but you see completely different things when you're pitch side and you're, you know, what I mean, you're actually watching what's going on there and the whole match day experience and being with your mates and you know, it's it's totally different. So I think it's just one of those things. Like there's different ways of analysing the game and there's also different ways of actually enjoying the game. And some people really enjoy the stat side of it. So I don't know. I don't have anything against it. I mean, if if if. You know, and it could help us understand, you know, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and if it helps us in that way, then I'm all for it because whatever gives us an advantage or helps us improve, then yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. So, but I, you know, I've seen they've started to use it on match of the day, and but to be honest, I, I record match of the day and I just watch the highlights. Yeah, yeah so, I do. So, I've got yeah. to a stage of match of the day yeah. where I, I just watch Spurs and I don't really get a great deal of enjoyment out of anybody else. So if Arsenal lose. 100% all over that oh yeah oh, it. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure like the, the match of days where Arsenal lose and Spurs win are they're the best they perfect, are the match of, perfect match of the, and Chelsea lose as well perfect match of the day yeah fair enough 
I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't care really if, if people get something out of it, then fine. It's like that kid at, at school, in my school, it was a guy called Imran. Brilliant at maths, fantastic. And if he helped me, I liked him. If he didn't help me, he was indifferent. No, he had no bearing in my life whatsoever. That's how I feel, Pat. Did he used to help you? You know, he's quite stingy with his help, actually. Was he? Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> I, had to, I had to work hard saying I'm really stuck on this <laughs> e- equation. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I got a D in maths, so that shows how much he fucking helped me. Fuck you, Imran. Uh, <laughs> fuck Imran. Fuck Imran. Uh, Spurs and Man City have the most valuable squads in Europe, according to CIES Football Observatory. This is... This, this is basically a statement saying that Spurs' squad is more valuable in terms of the amount of money we could recoup from the sale of a player than um, only Man City have a more valuable squad. And, and I, I look at Man City and I think, that I'm not sure, I struggle to see how their squad is more valuable than ours. So I've got a challenge here, guys. Is it's... I can't remember the fucking value of it. Value our squad now. Right, so give me some figures. I'm going to just go through them, our first 11. How much would Lloris... Just chuck, chuck, chuck figures out. How, how much would Lloris cost to buy? How old is he now? 30. Is he? I think he's 29. 30. 30. I think Which he's 30. For, for a goalkeeper. Yeah, that, I mean, they, they hit what, their peak at 30, didn't they? Yeah, so, so he's got maybe another, like... Five, five years five of top years level. At, at the top. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry, right. how, much, how much does it cost to buy it? Who 50 Lloris? million. But that's not based on what... So that's shut up, 50 million. All right. I put 50 million down. 40. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with he's in, the, he's in the top five keepers we're, in the world. We're not arguing every single player, because that would be all day. <laughs> but again, but, it uh, comes down to what, what, somebody oh, were, what, 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 what is somebody willing to pay for him? Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. is. What is someone willing to pay? How much would it cost? So is that what that Can we bring into account what Levy does, though? Because like, yeah, uh, whatever it is, you can add 25% yeah. easily, if oh, not more. But we understand Tottenham, we understand Daniel Levy, so uh, what, uh, what, it's going to cost £50 million to buy the URL are you Are you asking me what, what I think he's worth or what I would be happy as selling him for? Um, what is his market value? It's not that deep. Market value is probably below what we'd sell him for. Why do you think he's going to get more? Always. All right, forget this. It's rubbish. <laughs> how much? What? How much is Trippier worth? But, but oh, fucking twenty-five million. Twenty-five million. Twenty-five million for Kieran Trippier. You're having a lot. I mean, yeah. That's like twenty-eight, twenty-seven. Right? I think for me, what it goes to prove is just like the way that this has been. I, I have actually read this and seen it today, and I know that we're second. Yeah. Um, next More, to uh, uh, next uh, to City, isn't Ma- it? Man City, and then below us is Real Madrid and uh, Man United and Barcelona. I think there's so many things that that are factored into it, like Deli Ali's commercial value. Same with Deli Ali. Kane are both worth 200 and they so that's and how much time they've got it. to play in their careers as well it's all good and well having like a world class player like Ronaldo but he ain't going to be around for another five or six seasons so it's a different sort of value hey, you've you made quite a flippant enjoyable conversation very boring well there you go I'm a businessman <laughs> what can I say <laughs> I'm a businessman well the way that I look at it is if we were to sell all of our squads and you were to liquidate the company what would you have left that's that's the way that I value it in terms of like okay, if you well, were to just if you were to yeah. like just completely <laughs> sell everyone there's a reason what, why what there's would only you one successful person I know yeah yeah <laughs> fuck you Kane <laughs> fuck him random fuck Kane yeah alright let, jacket. Let, let me just let, <laughs> <laughs> Cave does have a leather jacket on. It's not leather. It's leverette. fake leather. Leverette. Forks, is it forks leather? Fo- foe. Foe. Is it foe? Is that, foe. Actually, foe. Yeah, is that yeah. how you pronounce that yeah. word? Yeah. I've been calling it forks my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No wonder, no wonder every woman that I'm on a date with thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, these chairs must be forks leather. What do you think, babe? 
Oh, it's made out of fools. Yeah. Don't sit on that. All right, all right, fuck it, let's move on. Uh, just quick, quickly, how much would it cost to buy Harry Kane now? Don't break it down, just what fee would Spurs command for him? I think upwards of 150 mil. I think more. What do you reckon? What's Harry Kane? 200 uh, mil? It changes, 200 it changes mil. for every game. I, I think that Harry Kane mil. would cost 250 million people. How much did Neymar go for? Two, <laughs> two what? 230? How much did Neymar go for? 202. Is it? Yeah. Right, oh, that's how much Rocky weighs in pounds. I'm a big Rocky fan. And, um. <laughs> wow, random <laughs> reference. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> just, just every high, every time I hear 202. You think you get information and facts on the extra inch? <laughs> there you go, yeah, that is, go. that is die hard. And, and people listening that are Rocky fans will be like, yeah, that's true. That is 202 pounds. Um, 200 million plus. I think, I, I've anywhere in the region of 200 million. Fair enough. Uh, Football.London says Sissoko's played in every game this season, puts it down to having a full pre-season. We got a question from a guy. Um, we didn't put it in the running order, but I remember reading it saying, when do we sell Sissoko? Uh, how can we get him out of our clubs? That was the kind of feeling I got from the tweet. We got, what does he have to do? Uh, I get he's well, ungainly. What does he have to do to, to, to warrant us actually selling him? No, what does he have to do to, <laughs> to garner some respect from the Spurs fans? I think he needs a bit of respect, if I'm honest. I think so, too. I think he, he's not the best technical player with the ball at his feet. He's a little bit clumsy. But he comes on now, and he's always... What Newcastle fans always said about him is lazy, didn't work hard. He'll have like one, game, one game in ten. But he's having game after and game. Just he stable. comes on and he works his fucking ass off for Poch. He, he runs around and it just shows you the level of respect. A, a player like Sissoko that no manager has been able to to hold down and make him play every week. And, and yeah, don't get me wrong, he's he's not the best footballer I've ever seen, right? And he's technically he's not that great. But if you, what is he, six foot something? And he's huge, built like a brick shit house. And he, if he just runs his ass off, which is all he's doing. He really does. He runs his he arse runs off. He runs his arse off. I think that, that, for me, is like the one thing that I have noticed when he's played, when watching him. Like, he's got, he, he's an insane athlete. Like, not just in his pace and his strength, but he absolutely goes for it. Whatever he's been told to do, even if it's not particularly, like, technical, he's not a playmaker, but he gets involved and he is, he, he, he gives it everything all the time. Given the fact that we've written him off last year we'd written him off like, like, but I, he had no pre-season he had no pre-season this season he has like, he's had that, full that, pre-season like with our manager that makes a big difference that mm. makes a huge huge difference I think that the way that he's playing now like yeah he might not be he might not be establishing his position in the team as this like this is my position and I'm going to play this role within the team when you pick me in the starting 11 but I think his role within the squad is more important yeah. like the fact that you know that when you put him on you're going to get like 100% commitment and sometimes that's all we need to edge a game you, yeah. you might be playing well you've got all these players it's versatile yeah yeah you've got you've got players standing around that might be kind of like yeah tactically they know what they're doing but you might just need somebody to get involved and run at the opposition 100 miles an hour shit them up a little bit make them make a mistake and lose a ball and then the rest of them can jump on it and do what they need to do we've made legends out of much lesser players than Sissoko we have. And that shows you how far we come as a football Stephen club. Freund. Stefan Freund is a great fucking example. <laughs> Hope one day to talk to him on the podcast. So, not going to deal him out too much. No, no, a nice guy. But, I mean. It shouldn't have been anywhere near our football. Put up on a pedestal, wouldn't it? With Sissoko, a good example would be when Alderweireld got injured against Real Madrid. And he came on at He 0-0. came on, and what, would, what, what did you think straight away? I, I, didn't, I didn't worry. 
I, di- I didn't worry. I didn't worry. Oh, I, I did. I was just like, oh, fuck, what? We're going to have to change the shape. Oh, yeah, but... Our did. game plan's you, you, gone. But I don't know, but... But it, Dio, in a way, it's so versatile. Dio's so, Dio so versatile that when he... Um, you know, yeah, you know he'll just in. slot back in and he'll do a job. And so when Sasaka came on, I, I wasn't too worried that the game plan would change too much. The versatility in our squad... Versatility in our squad it, it is insane. You've got Diary can play comfortably as a, a centre back, plays very well as a, a CDM. Winks could play in that three behind the striker. Sissoko can play anywhere in midfield at all and do so with some level of accomplishment. You've got Kane, you can play as a number nine or a number 10. Ali can play in that midfield. Ericsson can also play in the midfield. You know, you've got Trippier who's bought as a right back. Davies is bought as a, a left back. You can also play in, uh, you know, a, a, um, a back three. Di- uh, Rose, who came on as a centre defensive midfielder against Real Madrid in Madrid. I love that. And did fine. It's incredible, the versatility in our squad. It is it, it, absolutely superb. I would love to know a bit more about the way that that... Manifested. Yeah, the way that the way that because that's that's not an accident. That's that's not just loads of really attentive players that pay a bit of a. De- extra I've seen attention. what happens when we play versatile players, versatile in in, in in inverted commas by accident. I've seen it, Gary Docky. I've seen it. He accidentally was a forward. Paul Warhurst was accidentally a forward for Blackburn. Did you remember him? No, I remember Docky, but I don't remember. Paul, uh, Paul Warhurst. Warhurst weren't a Spurs player. He was a Blackburn, and he was a centre back who went up front and had a mean streak of about six games where he scored a few goals there, there are things that happen by accident on football pitch where people do well because ultimately they can kick a ball in the direction they want it to go Spurs what's happened there isn't what, one thing that I would say about Sissoko that maybe people don't don't see or don't appreciate and again this might be from, from watching the games live I don't know but I've noticed that when he is playing uh, in one of the wide positions, I know he's got a bit of shit, and people have said that he's a bit more, you know, productive in the centre. But when he plays in a wide position, and you see one of the fullbacks storming forwards, Sissoko is always there. He's always dropping deep and filling in that gap. Like, and that's not that's not him being an unselfish player. That's him listening to the manager and understanding his role. If the team changes and the movement goes like this. Your responsibility is to drop in there and cover for Trippier or for Davies. And he does that a lot. And it's, it's one of these little unsung sort of things that mm. I think players that are maybe slightly more intelligent than you realise in terms of interpreting the manager's instructions. He does a lot for the team that just like, just by being in the right position, he ain't making a tackle, he's not, he's not taking the ball, he's not passing or, or anything like that. But just by being there, he's stopping the opposition from doing something not else. Not leaving space. You know, Wanyama did it a lot. Wanyama does it a lot. Obviously, he's injured, so... Someone to come in and do that is. is I can't believe we've got to this point in the season without Maniama having a starring role. Yeah. And we're where we are. Like he's going to be like a new signing again. Goes back to Pochettino. It goes back to Pochettino. Like, and, and it's why I have faith in my rather bold prediction that the fact that we could lose any player and we'll find a way around it. And generally, it might be in the short term or the long term. We'd figure, Pochettino would figure out a way. He has to stay our manager for as long as possible. Shame I want him to stay long, long enough to ruin his legacy at Tottenham. That's, that's how long I want him there. <laughs> to ruin his... Yeah, to Pochettino it. out and banners everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I want him to stay as long <laughs> uh, as there's some, some prick who starts up Tottenham fan TV and starts campaigning against him. <laughs> I don't want any of that, but that's how much I want him to stay. Careful what you wish for. That, that's how much I want him to stay. That's how much I want him to stay. Uh, Dave, you've got, you got, uh, you got a show coming up. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm at the Top Secret Comedy Club in uh, it's on in Jury Lane, it's near Covent Garden. Love that club. Uh, it's one of the it's comedy, amazing. One it's, of the best comedy clubs in London. If you've not been down there, get down to the Top Secret Comedy Two Club. Two weeks today. It's fantastic. It's twenty second, and I'm there on a Friday. Uh, later on near nearer Christmas but I'm not exactly sure which date because we're just still talking about that so two weeks today come down to the Top Secret Comedy Club Drury Lane Covent Garden Holborn Way uh, and as Carl as, uh, said it's, it's amazing yeah I've been there for quite a few gigs now and it's just like you get some top quality comedians and there's often quite a few as well isn't there like one yeah. after the other as well yeah really really good night out it's probably the most likely club in London that you know um some big names will just drop in and for it's, a, it's insanely good value as well it's about it's, five or a ticket yeah, like yeah I've been there on a night where it's like a quid in and, yeah. and it's just like, you go like to the, three quid for a pint or something it's, it's you go really, to the really comedy store which is less than square less than ten minute walk and you'll pay 25 quid yeah. or 15 quid it's a, a really night. good night so, out. yeah come down watch me if you hear me on the pod come say hello afterwards have a beer talk spurs be great have you got any spurs material in your pod uh, no, I don't have any Spurs material. I kind of keep that part. It's, it's mainly uh, anti-girlfriend material. So if oh, is it? Yeah, a lot of anti-girlfriend oh, material. I like the sound kind of it. It's about a lot of my stuff is about growing up, falling in love, coming out of love. Also, just stuff I was into as a kid, like superheroes and stuff like that. And it's just just about growing up in in East London and, and being an absolute geezer. So you, you say are, uh, you are a geezer. Yeah. Are you Fucking saving all the Spurs material for Flav's stand-up? Well, yeah, I'm going to give it all to you. <laughs> <laughs> Flav's going to do five minutes of just Spurs-based puns. <laughs> Not even material, just Spurs-based puns. I can't even think about how, how that could be remotely funny. Well, we're going to find out. It'd be funny for me. I don't I'm care not, about it. I ain't doing it. I'm not doing that. If we sell 500 out, if we sell out 500 tickets, then I'd do it. But if we don't sell out, we won't. Get right in, mate. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> how much time do you need to write this shit? Spurs-based puns? No, no, it doesn't have to be Spurs-based puns. It's like, make some, anything funny. But what does Hoddle rhyme with? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> right, let's carry on. Ali Kane and Winks withdraw from the England squad. Let's talk about that. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah, we're all glad. We're all glad. I think that's about it. Right, right let's move on. Do you think, uh, do you, do you think that it's going to damage, like, because, like, Kane and Ali, yeah, fair enough. They they're already established. To do like it's fine. We'd rather see them not like doing extra ninety minutes when they're they're tired or injured. Yeah, Winks only just got his chance. I think I think if Winks was fit, he would be playing. Do you think yeah. that it's going to damage his chances of going to the I World don't Cup? Think so. I think there's a long season for playing for Spurs that he's got enough time to impress. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, like we don't want him going out there. I, I don't. Hey, do you feel the same about the World Cup as you do for all the qualifiers and the friendlies? I, I'd, I'd love to uh, see Spurs fans, Spurs players go out there and um, do damage in the World Cup. Like when Dyer scored that goal against Russia, that, that free kick, yeah. broke my ankle. Yeah, you broke your ankle celebrating. I, like, I, I, was, I was in Paris for that. It's fucking mental. Yeah, absolutely mental. I was in Paris for Iceland versus Switzerland. I was there for Austria. Austria, Austria. Oh, fucking, I was I, in the stadium. Were you there? Yeah, so yeah. Was I. So, so do you, when you go into that stadium, they sell beer. Yeah. Half percent. I was Yeah. I mean, I was in my... That was a great day out. Like, fuck this, this is boring. Anyway. Exactly. Um, <laughs> do I want him to do well? I, 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 I want him to do well in the World Cup. I'd love, I'd love to be able to lord it over everyone, saying, like, like, Arsenal fans are enjoying themselves because of Spurs... Spurs players doing well, but ultimately I'd rather them just avoid any kind of physical contact at all. But, that's but Harry, Winks, Harry Winks playing for England now does wonders for his development. He would be in that squad and playing. Pochettino would want him to play, I'm pretty sure. From a selfish perspective, 
I agree. Like, I don't want to see them go out there, get knackered, get an injury and not be present for us. But I love the Spurs English players. Like, you can identify them with them in, in, like, in like to a crazy degree. And they really, really love playing for their country. And mm. when you see when they've just broken through, like we saw it with Hadi, we saw it with Delhi. Now Harry Winks is getting through and he's so proud to be there. Like I think it's a good thing that he's not playing because he's not 100% yeah. fit and he's going to get knackered or another injury. Mm. But I would love to see him go there and just show how classy he is because he, he I, I, I want to see him enjoying it because I fucking love Harry Winks. He's, he, look, he started to look tired a little bit against Real Madrid in, in, in the latter part of that game. Oh, he's I not played this many games at the top level ever. It's different, isn't it? Do you, do you, I, I met him last week. What was that? Like, did yeah, you? Yeah, I saw yeah. you tweet about that. I was very jealous. Um, Tell us. So I don't. I don't. Um, I'm good at hiding my emotions. I've got through long relationships hiding my <laughs> my emotions. <laughs> I really have. There's things I wanted to do. Things that, things I want to do. And I I I, I, I put a, bar, a, a barrier up, a barrier up from what I want to do to my girlfriend and what I'm allowed to. Do. <laughs> She's up for it, is all I'm saying. But, um, she's, she's lovely. Yeah, she is beautiful, beautiful, but she just will not even entertain the idea of anal sex at all. But that's her, that's, that's, that's her prerogative, you know what I mean? As, as a woman who... As, uh, you know, it's her... It's her ass. <laughs> Thank God it's not somebody else's. It's her ass. She doesn't want it. It's fine. Like, I'm not going to push you. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know what else it has to do with Harry Winks. No, yeah, yeah, so um, <laughs> I have literally no idea how I got from that, of Harry Winks to that, but I, I met him and... You have to hide your emotions. You, yeah, you hide your emotions. You're, you're, he he, he realises he's a professional footballer for, for a major football club. Um, and the best part of meeting him was realising that we've got such a lovely young man who is... Like a bloke, he's like a nice geezer. He's, he's not—he isn't what you'd expect from a footballer. He holds himself like he looks impeccable. Like I walked in, and he's, he's, that's what. Did he have his shirt tucked in? No, no. So he had—he had tracksuit bottoms and like a. No, actually, no. He had like a skinny jeans and, and, and a nice a nice jacket and whatnot. And I looked at him and I was like, I, you know, it's incredible that you're doing what you're doing. And I loved—I loved being in his presence, but it's. He, there's so much media training involved it's really hard to get to that, that that person you know behind the media training for good reason because clubs and, and players can get thrown under the bus but what, what I would say is it was just fucking special he was a lovely lovely human being and he's everything you think Harry Winks from Hemel Hempstead is you know I said to him like off camera I said to him I was like you don't realise people are comparing you to Luka Modric and he's like, no, I've heard that, but it's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. Really? I'm, I'm never... He said that? Yeah, he, he, he said, he said, he said oh, oh, you know, Luka Modric is the best in the world here. You know... I love him even yeah, more, yeah, having heard that. No, he... That's you know, amazing. His yeah, humility, that's... it was un- incredible. He, he is... He's... Everything that he has, uh, that he's earned on, on the football pitch from what we've seen, and we rave about him now. But off the pitch, he's as humble as he, uh, I'd imagine he was when he was 16, getting into the, the first... 
you know, getting his first pro contract or whatever. How much of that do you think is just like the media training and stuff? And how much of that do you think is Pochettino? Just because he, 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 again, reading the book, like, he puts a big emphasis on trying to understand the players as people and trying to keep them grounded. Right. Because it's just like you've got a youth player coming through. Like, like, like when we were recording the pod yesterday, I was chatting to Michael and he was saying, like, you've got these players that come through a youth system from like nine years old and they're told that they're going to be world beaters and they're, play- they're paid God knows how much money and they get to this point where they're like 19, 20. They might not even break through into the youth team and their whole career they've been sort of like kind of guided towards this potential like, you know, outcome for them, like... How much do you think Poch actually has to do with saying to them like these are the things that matter in life? This is these are the important things for you as a human being. Don't get big-headed. Be humble. Don't be arrogant. For, for having the accolades that he's that's been laid upon him and all of the good stuff he's done in our, our first eleven in the last year or so, for him to be as humble as he appeared to be when I met him, it's incredible. Like whatever the people around him. You know, you know, you often talk about a superstar and it's the people around him that are the problem. Whoever the people around Harry Winks are, whether that be Pochettino, his family, you know, his agent, whoever it might be, they're all good people because I've never met a person... It's hard to say because he's a Spurs player, but it's rare that you meet a person who's as lovely as he was and, and, and no doubt he is. So, undoubtedly is. So he's... Uh, it made me love him so much. It's good to hear, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good to hear. Anyway, uh, so we've got some questions from the end of the podcast. If theoretically Pochettino leaves next summer, what manager in today's market would be your number one target and why? Uh, Ross McClackalan on 96 on Twitter, he says. Marco Silva? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what would you say? Simeone? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, Simeone. Just somebody who could potentially turn up and... Simeone, only because he strikes me as somebody that will stick to his guns in terms of what he believes in. I think there's a lot of managers out there that will go from one club to another that will sort of, like, adapt what they're supposed to do based on, you know, what the club expects them to do. Simeone strikes me as somebody that's just like, this is the way I'm going to play. You might not like it, but this is the way it's going to be. I think um, that Silva is like Pochettino was before he came to Tottenham. It's just that he hasn't really? had the opportunities that Pochettino had. So he didn't have Southampton, he had Watford and Hull. I think he's an incredible manager. I think he. I think if Pochettino leaves in the next couple of years, Silva will be the next Tottenham manager. Yeah, I, I really think if, if Pochettino leaves before Silva gets his chance at a big club, which, yeah, we hope he, he doesn't. I think Silva will be the first man Levy looked at. One, because it'd be cheaper to get than Simeone as well. I still don't think that... He, even... even I, And I do agree that, that like he, he seems like an amazing manager. What Poch has done to the overall attitude and outlook of our club is... We are so fucking lucky yeah. with who we've got. It's not just a manager with a good tactical understanding of how to play right now in the Premier League. It's not, it's not he, it? he has a vision of how the whole club and the mentality of every single player should be, and we're incredibly blessed to have him as our manager. Yeah. Absolutely. Superb. We've got a great question here from hello underscore Newman on Twitter. He says, have some fun on the international break. What's your favourite Spurs goal under the Pochettino era? It can be for any reason build up meaning wonder strike whatever it is. Is there anything that, that comes to the fore? I, I, I give, why do you think I've got um, uh, the Lamella three 0 oh, No fuck no Harry Kane against Arsenal when we went two one up in quick succession. 
that was that was in, that was incredible. Um, the Harry Kane's goal against uh, Aston Villa, where we went to. That's the one that started it. Everyone, that's what Poch read. That's what the whole story is. That's that started this Poch cycle, Harry Kane cycle. But for me, it'd be the one against Arsenal because I was sat that day in Paxton Road. At, just behind that post, oh. I couldn't have a better. Really? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't have a better view of its curling past the keeper and in off the post, and then the rest. I stood on the chair in front of me. You know how thin them chairs were at Wild Lane. <laughs> I stood on the back of one of them. God, I am not the most balanced man in the world, and I was just repeatedly beating my chest. I just weren't even making sense. I was just. Like, <laughs> I was just going hysterical and just to see him rip off his mask you know like fucking Robin just save some yeah just <laughs> and it was just just for me but and then, I mean that, that game obviously we didn't even win it and that's what kind of yeah that's that's a shame we didn't win shame it shame we didn't win that we game. should we should have uh, but then, then then you think about Ericsson against Man City uh, oh was that that game as well uh, and the three tiers of Spurs yeah. fans losing their shit Oh, the limbs. I've never seen limbs like that. Yeah, limbs. I was on the top tier with my mate uh, Matt Tate and George Pavlou. They both worked for um, the Lad Bible up in Manchester, as I was with them. And, uh, and I remember grabbing Matt and I just pulled it. I just fell into my seat and I just pulled him on my lap. Mm. And it felt like hours or, or, or mi- minutes. It's a second. Just screaming. But just... No, not even screaming. Just in like... A moment just, of stasis. I just... Yeah, yeah. Enjoying each other's company. And then just getting up and just going for yeah. the... It was just a, a surreal, surreal moment. I think for me, like, the... the I've been at so many games and I forget, I forget the goals. I've got a terrible memory and you see the ones that went in and you remember the fucking limbs flying everywhere and people going nuts. But for me, like, the... When Harry Winks scored that goal and the way that he ran to Poch... West Ham. The way, just the, the symbolism mm. of of what that meant in terms of like this is a player that came through. He gave him his chance. He showed what he could do, and the way that he went back to show Potts to say thank you yeah, for giving me that, that chance. Nice. That for me okay. symbolises what Potts is all about. So I, I, I we spoke to him about that as well about Did that you? celebration. So that is a custom now at Tottenham for a youth player to break through. And if they score their first goal, they have to return to the bench to celebrate together. No. Yes. That's amazing. Well, who said that? But that Poch wasn't the rule. Like, it, Harry it, just did that. It, no, no. It, it's, it, it's kind of like a... Like, like Winks returned to the bench as a thank you, but it was like a... Like, we did this together. And now we celebrate. I mean, like, all I've, of the hard work that we put into I've the, watched that celebration yeah. over and over and the true fucking emotion in Harry Winks' face when he celebrated with Potts. He didn't care about the goal. He, yeah. t- he cared about going back to the goal. The goal was pretty average. It was just... Yeah, well, it was... Uh, he hit the keeper and went in. Yeah, he, but he was just like, you gave me that chance. You've given me that, this platform to show what I no, can No, but, but what I got from when, when talking to Winks, it wasn't the... It wasn't the... It, you gave me that opportunity. It was... This is the work we've put in, and now we celebrate like together. That's great. Like you've, like Harry Winks, you've worked hard. Manager, I, I, I've worked hard. The coaching staff, let's do, let's celebrate together. Yeah. And that's a unity that you can't yeah. even imagine. That's a club. It, it, yeah. it's, it's a fucking Hollywood movie. It's, <laughs> it's the fucking cheesiest thing on earth, <laughs> but it gives me a fucking rock hard stiffy. Oh. <laughs> I was watching that game in the middle of nowhere. I was in Australia, touring Australia. 
and I was doing a show in the middle of nowhere for like uh, people that fly in from the outback and I, I was watching it on my laptop at 4am or at 5am and and trying not to wake up my girlfriend and uh, when Kane scored that I just threw the laptop and I was like just screaming the hotel mm. room down just uh, <laughs> does something else doesn't it yes. uh, final question from Mr Cracknell of Oh When The Spurs what's he done go and download the podcast Get it done. Um, his question was, and I don't think this is reflective of your podcast. No, it's really not. I don't, he, he seems I don't like he's company. changed his tone for, for, the, for the, uh, the best I interest of the fighting car. Absolutely approve. <laughs> says, if Pochettino should, said to you, I'm leaving Spurs unless you do things, in inverted commas, very, very special things. Very for special me, things. What's your upper limit of the things you do? Um, well, I mean, what would I do? I mean... Is it not more a question of what you wouldn't do? How, um, how much do you love Poch and do you want him to stay at home? I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't suck his dick. I mean, I, I'm not going to do that. Is that what we're talking about? Is I don't that, know, mate. Like, you can I'd, interpret the question however you want. I'd uh, let him cut cold my missus without me being there. <laughs> <laughs> not even FaceTime. Which is <laughs> not even FaceTime. As we agreed. <laughs> not even agreed. I'll just send him round. <laughs> God, get round like there. the lubes in the top drawer. Get this shit Marcio. done. She will love it. Um, she'll take up the arse for Poch. Cause she knows how much it means to me that she takes up the arse for Poch. <laughs> <laughs> You're a comedian. You can say what you want. Um, I don't, I just, I, like, on, a, on a real, on a, on a real level, I. Like, I, I, I do dishes and that. <laughs> For how long? Forever. <laughs> like, I'd be employed in his person forever. That's quite but that's a fucking like benefit, isn't it? I, I, I think the question is ultimately, and what we've gone through already in this podcast, is that how much he means to Tottenham currently uh, and how much he, we owe to him in, in terms of our current happiness with our squad. Um, I think that's it, isn't it? It's the end of the pod. <laughs> can't say anything really to you. The current climate doesn't allow. This sort of stuff. I think Pox is such a respectable man that whatever he wanted, he wouldn't like to hear this. I would be happy with whatever he wanted. And one day, you know, one day Daniel Levy's going to be, you know, sitting where you two guys are sitting. Pochettino's going to be sitting where you two guys are sitting. We're going to have a serious conversation about these things. What about cuckolding my missus? Yeah. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, push them like, yeah, I would cut cold David up. He was just like that was yeah, my yeah. favourite. Yeah, that, that was like <laughs> the one where the man said that he would let he would let his girlfriend do anal sex with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I tried to tweet that man. I loved that. I couldn't episode. find the at David the comedian. I couldn't find it, so <laughs> couldn't get through to him. That is classic. That is a great. <laughs> that's a, oh man, people that write and stuff. That's a great way to bring it. So you bring forget it. Doesn't matter. The magic's done. Uh, thank you so much for downloading the podcast. Thank you once again, Kay, for coming. Coming back, Dave the comedian. Dave the comedian. <laughs> Dave Alfie. David Ward. Alfie Ward. David Alfie Ward. Uh, he's got a show coming yeah, up. Yeah, come come see me. A couple of weeks. Top Secret Comedy Club. Uh, oh, when the Spurs is out, download it now. Indeed. And uh, again, um, the Fighting Cop. UK for slash social. I mean. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. We'll all be there. It'd be amazing. Five pounds. Oh my God! Can you imagine the limbs when? When we score, I'm not even going to go if. Always when, when we finishes score. his stand-up set. Oh, the limbs are just that'll everywhere. That will be just oh, even more impressive. Just than, that hoddle-waddle pun is coming. <laughs> the same. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
amazing. Can we play all like Chaz and Dave, Diamond Lights, all that? Well, yeah, we can play all, all kinds of things. Just you Spurs themed songs. Listen, I, I, uh, you know, like forget that. The, the most important thing is that we're going to be together watching, watching Spurs <laughs> smash Arsenal. That's the most important thing. Like, yes, focus, draw down course. on that. Of course. Um, you know, it's going to be a. This could go down in folklore. It's that big. And it costs you five pounds. That's nothing. It's nothing. Get your ticket. Get it done. Get, Get your ticket. Be there. Imagine. Limbs. <laughs> Limbs. This <laughs> thing <laughs> no longer the big dog. Ricky is. I'm not a big dog. You are. I'm just a main dog. Sports Social Podcast Network. Want home to be more joyful? Introducing Tabitha Brown for Target, a limited time collection of decor, office supplies, and gifts designed to be bright, bold, and joyful. Search Tabitha Brown on Target.com or find it in store. Available August 6th. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.